Welcome to the Wednesday Word, uh, our podcast where we have a little midweek refresh. Um, we're going to take a deeper dive into Pastor David's sermon from this past Sunday. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it, you can find it on our website. Um, I'm excited to get started. My name is Lydia or Miss Lydia around here because I'm the children's director. Um, and I've got Julie here. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, I am director of Connectional Ministries. Happy to be here today. Yeah, and Anne. Hi, everybody. This is Anne Hardy. I'm the director of outreach, and I it's my pleasure to join you all for online worship as well. Yeah, awesome. Well, shall we get started? Yeah. Okay, so we're going to read through Pastor David's devotional. Um, so there are lots of eyes, and that's not me. That's Pastor David. Um, we're going to read through the devotional and stop for some questions and discussion and invite you to think about them too and uh, maybe comment below with your answers or stories that you'd like to share. So today's devotional comes from first our scripture, Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 46. It says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So last weekend, Jerry and I hosted a youth retreat at our Zion property. 24 people spent the weekend together. It was wonderful. Which, by the way, I did not go to, but (laughs) I'm sure it was lots of fun. The weekend included activities like swimming and paddleboarding at Zion Ponderosa Ranch Resort, short hikes, visiting, lots of great food. Thank you, Jerry. And, of course, time for devotionals. During the devotional times, we sang, prayed, listened to prepared devotionals, and spent time writing affirmations to give to each other as a way of offering blessings. As I think about our devotional times, I'm reminded of the simplicity of early church worship. When the Bible does not describe worship services as we read through the New Testament, we can see the components of worship. Congregations during the early years of the church met in homes for worship and fellowship, Services included singing hymns and songs of praise, prayer, scripture, preaching, and sacraments. The structure of the service was informal and certainly not confined to an hour like our services tend to be. But much of what was important to early church worship continues to be important today. Our worship service contains many different components and for good reason. So first question, as you think about our services, which parts of the services are most meaningful to you and why? Anybody like to jump at this one first? Sure, sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I am uh, being our online worship host. Um, It is so meaningful that we are building an online community. um, And we chat and we pray and we have fun and we joke around and check in with each other through the live chat. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I think um, people who are who are um, worshiping online are kind of um, interacting with the services a little mm-hmm. bit differently than yeah. you would if you were in person. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Um, so the music, they, I think, I don't think people are singing along like you would if you were in worship. Um, not that they're not enjoying it, mm-hmm. but, uh, but it's definitely a different type of interaction. Um, and then the sermon, I just, um, while we're chatting, I get a lot of, uh, positive feedback mm-hmm. about the, the day's sermon. And, um, so it, it's yeah. really, a I think, um, a lot of sermon driven. And for me personally, that's, that's what speaks to me. I'm definitely a sermon girl where mm-hmm. I like to hear, you know, some history and then also how to apply it mm-hmm. to my daily life. So that's, that's definitely mm-hmm. what I enjoy. And then, you know, a good toe tapping song doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't do it, you know, it hits good, but uh, I'm really that, that sermon sermon it's it's cool that you have the opportunity in online worship to like talk about the sermon in real time with each other that's something that you don't really get in in person person worship because that would be rude right right Right. but uh not that you know who cares but yeah (laughs) um but yeah you could talk about it afterwards right like this past week um, one pastor, a question that Pastor David asked in his sermon was, what do you hope will happen during yeah. worship? And I had three people That's right cool. then answer that right. question. And definitely um, the uh, communion was very definitely a, a part of what mm-hmm. they we're looking forward to in worship mm-hmm. and then community, I think came yeah. up a lot too, but it is really cool that you can get like this instant feedback and instant um, conversation. Yeah, right. exactly. That's awesome. Right. Well, you know, for me, and again, because of, you know, teaching and, and what I've been doing, engaging, I always watch the service. I watch the sermon you know, days before, mm-hmm. because then we're, we were, I was preparing a lesson for it or now, you right. know, whatever the case may be. So when I get to go to worship, which is kind of a new experience for me, because usually on a Sunday morning, I'm on the, you know, youth wing and I'm not really in worship. So when I go, what's very meaningful for me is the music mm-hmm. because I've, I've engaged in it. Um, and even pastor David talked about watching the podcast and he's not a consumer of the podcast. He's watching it with different eyes, you know? Right. Yeah. And so listening to the sermon during the week, I'm listening to it with, with different ears. Cause I'm listening to teach. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I go in the music is just really, man, this Sunday, the music was really powerful and it, and, um, and the variety of music, the, the, just the different talent that we have is we are, we have, <laughs> we're spoiled with really phenomenal that's true. Uh, musicians. And so that's, and, and I'm not, I sing along anyway, but I, I really should, I should not, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just very, very, the music can, can, and always has really been very moving for me. And that's yeah. something where I'm just there to receive it. I'm, um, and so, yeah, I agree. I love music. For me, it's a little challenging to answer this. Well, it's not challenging to answer this question, but I'm not usually in worship services because I'm with the children doing Sunday school. Mm -hmm. And so normally I would say music, but um, I think it's just awesome when I'm able to bring the kids in and share the experience of worship with the kids and for the congregants to be able to see the Um, kids as well, just have that connection is great. So um I love it when we can come in and sing a song mm-hmm. or, um, you know, way back we used to go in every once in a while and talk yeah. to Pastor David yes. and 
So those are my favorite moments, I think. And that delights the mm. congregation when the kids come in. It does not even matter what what they're doing. It's just they're just so delighted to see them. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to be able to connect mm-hmm. with those two. Because mm-hmm. often it feels like two different worlds happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it nice. does. And I think sometimes our congregation needs to be reminded that there's this whole ministry mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. our children that they're supporting and yeah. they love to, they love to see the little ones and yeah. the way pastor david engages with them i just have to say when he asks them <laughs> questions because you'll teach them the unit and you don't know what's going to come out of their mouths you have been it's six a, weeks like teaching it's a big test this, for me and then it's like the, <laughs> exactly and it's just always it's just uh, it's hysterical sometimes yeah. <laughs> say it's, it's wonderful he's had some practice with children so yeah <laughs> clearly clearly <laughs> okay so moving on uh it says for some christians the music is most important for others, it's the sacrament of communion that is most meaningful, while for many, the sermon is central to the worship experience. I've always loved hearing scripture and a good sermon, one that helps me experience something of the truth that comes from scripture. One of my favorite memories of worship took place about 15 years ago at annual conference. Reverend Sharon Ragland was the preacher, and she preached on one of the most difficult New Testament passages there is, the story of the Syrophoenician woman who told Jesus, even the dogs get crumbs under the table. The occasion was the 50th anniversary of full ordination rites for women, and the sermon literally brought me to tears. Oh, I got goosebumps a little bit. Mm. Um, So the next question is, can you remember a sermon that made a big impact upon your faith? And if so, who was the preacher and what was the sermon about? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can think of a couple that come to mind. And you know what's funny is I've, you know... I, I was, Pastor David, I've been hearing him preach for a lot of years. So, of course, you know, the, the, as the stories of the Bible, I mean, there's, you'll hear him preach on the same story over time. And so mm-hmm. sometimes he, he'll, he'll say something. I'm like, man, I totally did not catch that the first time or, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but a couple stand out for me. The first one was, and, I, and this was at University Church, and he did a visual of, like, turn the other cheek. Have you, remember his turn the other uh-huh. cheek? <laughs> and, you know, the way we use that expression, you know, turn the other cheek, like, you know, just eat it, you know, take it. And, you know, it's like you're backing down and not mm-hmm. standing up for yourself. But the way he explains that, what that is in that turning the other cheek and what that means for to be, you know, smacked the other way, that it's really, it's it's a disgrace on the person who's doing the hitting, not the yeah. one of the receiving. And so it really has made me think about what that means to turn the other cheek. And sometimes it's, you know, and, and it's, it's, yeah, take the high road. Um, but when people do treat you that way, it, it's really just a more disgrace and offense on themselves than on you. Mm. Um, and, you know, I've never, I really struggled with the prodigal son. <laughs> it's, <laughs> one, it's never, it's, it's a difficult one for me because it just doesn't seem fair or right. You know, <laughs> I mean, when you're, when you're a young Christian, you're like, that ain't, that's just, that's not right. <laughs> and so I do love the way he teaches the prodigal son and and it's really um, how he puts you, not just in that one, but in other ones, how he puts you in the different, where do you see yourself in that? And and I can put myself in pretty much every one of those positions now, depending on what, what part of my life I'm in. And so I think that might have been one of the first times when it, he really caused me to look at the different, putting yourself in the different shoes mm. of the characters that we're reading about. And there's something to learn in every one of those positions. You know, of course, I was offended by it because I thought I was, you know, the one doing the right thing. 
turns out I'm I'm not always the one doing the right thing. <laughs> and so um, just how he how he illustrated that um, in a gentle way that makes you think and look at all the stories differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, Pastor David obviously is very gifted um, mm. preacher. And um, I love when he has the imagery of of sin and temptation and the apples over there mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. walking this way and mm-hmm. there's the apple and all of a sudden you're turned yeah. and you didn't mean to go that way, but there's the apple. Yes. So that one yeah. sticks with me. Yeah. Um, but for my, for my own faith, um, I, I came to faith in God through a televangelist preaching. Mm-hmm. I don't know who it was. I was 10 years old. Mm. Um, I don't know who it was. And I don't remember specific words. Mm-hmm. I just remember, um, I remember the preacher saying that God loves you, that God wants a relationship with you, mm-hmm. that it's up to you mm-hmm. to choose this. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, it made me feel, you know, reminded us of Jesus's sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And, and, you yeah. know, the proper gratitude is to give your life back to Jesus, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's what I did at that mm-hmm. time. So... That's wow. really good. Yeah, so I can't point to a preacher. I can't point to any specific words, but that that was it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. It was and, on televised. Yeah. So I And here you are now. Ah! The <laughs> you know, person responsible for online yeah. church here. I didn't even put that yeah. together. And so who are you, Regine? Such a great connection. Yeah. Such a great connection. That's awesome. Thank you. That's yeah. Fantastic. I had to That's a good point. I want to add one more, and that is when David does his the confirmation retreat, and he's done this. He shared this with the congregation, but he really does it really great. He does the story of Jonah, and mm-hmm. when he's doing it for confirmation, it's just to the teenagers. It's a scary story. It is, but you know, children. just the visuals of <laughs> yeah. this, you know, the guts, and the, yeah. he's just he does he does such a great job. And he when he just has the freedom of just um, preaching to just the young people. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of fun to see him in that way too. That's cool. My, when I first read this question, the first thing that popped in my head was the temptation sermon with the apple mm. as well. Really? Like it must be yeah. very strong imagery. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and also this wasn't a sermon, but when we had the consecration um, service for the new building, for the new sanctuary, however many years ago that was, mm-hmm. I just remember that being a very powerful, mm. I think for a lot of people who were involved in creating the new building and, you know, seeing all that through, I think it was, a, I remember it being a very powerful service. Yeah. That was one of my um, memories as mm-hmm. well. And it wasn't, I can't remember the sermon, but the Holy Spirit was so strong yeah. Yeah. in that room during that consecration ceremony that I will never forget it. And wow. it, the room was full and I was wow. in the back just bawling my eyes out. And yeah. I'm not oh. sure there was a Dry eye in the house. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, it was powerful. I want to give him props too because in the beginning of the pandemic, when he had to start preaching to a camera, that is not an easy thing to do. Oh, yeah, I bet. It's, it's not really easy preaching in front of people either. But, you know, how he is able to, that's a different gift being in person and being able to do it, and how he is able to have his stories that come across the screen and are still very powerful that we can still, that's, that's a, you know, mm-hmm. that's a gift that he. Didn't think he was ever going to have yeah. to use. Yeah. Yeah. We all have gifts that we didn't think we yes, were ever going to yeah, no <laughs> use or didn't know were there that yeah. we discovered during this weird time. Very true. Yeah. 
Okay, so it says, I, as I think back upon the worship service during which Sharon preached, I can see that the service intended to lead people to give thanks to God while welling up within us a continued commitment to social justice. A meaningful service is one that helps people experience something of mm. the truth of the God that we worship. Mm. Of course, the worship leaders were not the only people who had hopes for the worship service. Worshipers had hopes too. During last Sunday's sermon, I asked you what you expect during worship. So take a moment to think about the question. In the experience of worship, what do you hope will happen? Mm. I, I hope that I'm pleasing God, mm. that um, when I worship, um, I do it out of gratitude for what God mm. has given to me, all the blessings throughout the week and, and in my life. Um, mm. And I just, including worship, worship itself is a blessing. Mm -hmm. And so um, the thing that I want most out of worship is to connect with God, to please God, to experience God, um, and to remind myself, mm -hmm. uh, because I can get very fractured, that God is priority one mm -hmm. um, in my life. Mm -hmm. And the first thing we do the first day of the week is worship. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, so for me, it's, it's a re- it's a reworking of my priorities as well as, you know, hopefully pleasing God. Mm -hmm. yeah. Such a good point. And I thought about this question as a consumer and as a presenter of worship, mm -hmm. right? Because so like at camp and you know this Lydia mm -hmm. doing camp when you lead worship, which, you know, it, at camp, it has some different, it looks different. Yeah. yeah. It looks a little <laughs> different at camp. And I think for me, and I would be curious to know your answer to it as, as a presenter, I just want those kids to feel God's love. That is just, just like feel God's love. And if they feel it in, you know, singing a silly song or in, you know, getting up and reading a scripture or in the skit or however, whatever the camp worship is, if they walk away just feeling loved by God, mm -hmm. you know, that's, yeah. that's the goal for me. That's always the goal. Yeah. 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 But as a consumer, and again, I consume differently. Um, I watched this, the sermon a few days before, and so I have a lot of time to think about it. And really, this began when we did the common table, the Wednesday night service, mm. where we used to take the service, and then on Wednesday, we would kind of like unpack it a little bit more. I st had to start spending more time. Instead of just listening to the service, like, oh, now I have to plan a service around the sermon. And so like now you're thinking about it differently. And mm -hmm. um, so that was a very good practice for me because it helped me to really dig deeper um, into that. Um, and so that that's a great experience. And also then when the pandemic came and we decided to teach the children and youth the same thing that was happening. Well, so we listened to the sermon right. and we plan around that. And I think that's, um, that's a different way of experiencing it. So, but then on Sunday when I hear it, and even this Sunday, I, I heard it three times after I'd already <laughs> watched it a few times. It's just a great sermon to me is something that I will just spend the rest of the week, the week thinking about, not just ahead of time, like thinking about how I'm going to teach this or present this. But now, like now I'm just thinking about, wow, like what does that mean for me? Mm -hmm. And man, I'm totally convicted on that. Like those things that, that you walk away from. And even this Sunday, I sat for all three services and watched it three times. And each time it was something different mm -hmm. that I'm like, I'm going to have to circle back to that. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That brings up kind of the point that 
Chris made earlier, who is behind the scenes right now. Hi, Chris. Yeah. Hey, Chris. But that the three of us have unique experiences in terms of worship yeah. on the kind of background end, right? Like yes. I watch the sermon and I prepare for um, what we're learning yeah. with the lens of how can I teach this to children? Yeah. You know, you had that with the youth and now you in this new role, it's right. with connecting with yeah. adults. Totally different. Um, and then obviously it's a completely different lens, yeah. you know, when you're thinking about how I can connect with people online. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also that, makes me think of how everybody experiences as the person, you know, in worship experiences it differently as yes. well. And this question actually just made me think of in college at a uh, campus ministry, hmm. we had one worship service w- and it was campus ministry at NAU and it was not, we didn't have like traditional church services or anything like that, but um, we did have one worship service that was not anything like what you would think a normal worship service would be. We like gathered around the fireplace and sang a song together. And then we had all of these different, all these different stations that we went to. And it was a really amazing experience, Mm. but not anything that you would think of when you think of worship. And I think that's the case for a lot of people with, you know, maybe it's hiking outside. Yes. And experiencing God's creation. Such a good point. Yes. Or seeing the kids experiencing God's love. Yeah. Kind of seems worshipful too. Yeah. And it strikes me as we're having this conversation that all three of us really have the same goal. And I don't think we've ever talked about it in staff meeting or anything, but I even write it on my planner, show the love of God and mm-hmm. the accept- acceptance yep. of God to That's these worshipers it. that are joining us. That is it. And so yeah. um, it's amazing that we've never discussed it. And all three mm-hmm. of us are like, okay, as long as you know, God loves you. Mm-hmm. And we've accomplished what, it. Yeah. I've, I've, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're yeah. high-fiving. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good job, sister. <laughs> <laughs> So there are lots of answers to the question, as we just discussed, (laughs) and how we answer that question can certainly change depending upon what's going on in our lives. God meets us in the midst of the real situations of our lives, and worship is one of the places that God meets us. Have there been times in worship when you were especially aware of the presence of God? Mm. Maybe this is a good time for a worship warning. (laughs) Experiencing the presence of God in worship always leads to something. Mm. In the Acts passage, people shared what they had with each other. During our retreat devotionals, youth shared affirmations with each other. So how about you? Experiencing the presence of God always leads to something. So so let's talk about, you know, what times that we've really experienced mm-hmm. the presence of God and what mm-hmm. did it lead to? Mm-hmm. Well, my, my story was really about the consecration mm-hmm. ceremony and experiencing um, God in in the building, the physical space mm-hmm. of um, Desert Spring. But while you were reading, I also had a vision of um, when my children were little, um, they would sit next to me in the pews and they would lean their heads on my mm-hmm. shoulders Aww. and they might fall asleep, they might not. Mm-hmm. But I ha- it was a time of physical closeness mm. Um, with my kids and um, experiencing God together as a family. Um, that's a very precious memory mm-hmm. to me. Sweet. You know, for me, um, 
The most powerful service, my favorite service of the year is Ash Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the first time that it really struck me was I, I was on staff at University of Methodist Church. And there, there was a, a kneeling prayer rail, you know, around there. And, um, you know, people would go up and kneel down and pray. And, and, you know, it took several rounds for everyone to get through. And I just sat there looking at people's shoes. And it was, um, it was really a powerful thing. Like, as I sat and just looked at people's shoes, I tried to put myself in into their shoes and mm. and university was an interesting church of a very diverse group of and some people had like ferragamo shoes that i could not afford it was a car <laughs> payment and some people had shoes that you know we would throw away mm-hmm. and um so that was that and and that you know you are ashes into ashes you return um just is a very very powerful service for me and i really get bummed out when i don't get a good ash <laughs> i want a good solid ash because i I, me. I don't wash it off i just want that like that to remember um so just that whole service everything that that service means and um you know whether it is your practice is giving something up or taking that time and adding something in i try to have a meaningful practice that you know kind of brings you back around mm-hmm. and so that that is that's a that's a service that causes action because mm-hmm. then you leave there and if you haven't figured it out you know, hopefully by then you leave there figuring out you know what is god calling me to do in this time that will bring me closer to god and and for me it usually comes down to bringing me closer to god's people usually right. my action has something to do with um connecting with god's people but yeah it's just that it's just a powerful service and one year you know, it, that's a big joke around here. Like Ash Wednesday, Julie, it's like the, the youth were in there. They were being really like, you know, chatty and whatever. I'm like, do not mess up Ash Wednesday. This is not this okay. This is when you lay down the law. Yeah, was, Don't mess with my Ash it's Wednesday. It's kind of a joke. But, but yeah, it's just because it's such a powerful service for me. Oh, and sometimes, you know, we hear the sermons or something and we get convicted. And it's Ugh. like, okay, yeah. I'm hearing the voice of God and I've got to shape up. And, yep. you know, there's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He that does that. You, that you mentioned action. I think for that's the word for me. Um, and maybe a, a lot of other people in my generation where sitting in church is great. And there's a lot that comes from that. And mm-hmm. the community is really great. Mm-hmm. And also, I think I see God at work most in action. Yes. People people doing things for other, mm-hmm. other people. And it's great that our church... Um, has lots of opportunities for you to be able to be yeah. a part of that and Very to see true. that because I think for me um, that can be me- more meaningful than anything. Just going out and doing, mm-hmm. showing people God's love, yeah, um, helps you feel it. <laughs> and that is your generation. They just want to yeah. show up and do, and that that is a very cool thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of the devotional. It just concludes with God bless you, and I look forward to being in church together. Pastor Dave. Awesome. That was great. Loving God, we are so grateful for worship. What a blessing it is to gather as your people, whether it's in person or online, and to show our gratitude for all of our blessings, to hear your word, to sing of your glory, to share in communion in Jesus's body and blood, and remember his sacrifice for all of us. 
We thank you for Desert Spring, for the people in this room who are so uh, talented at uh, putting on this podcast. I appreciate all of them. In Jesus' name, amen.